Welcome to Gross Anatomy. So we're live with Gross Anatomy, where we discuss the sights, smells, and sounds of medicine and how it relates to pop culture, movies, TV, books, and the world around us. I added books because we've been, we have we've been a lot talking to authors. Yeah, we've been talking to authors a lot lately. So, um, so we're adding books in there and the whole world around us, which is insane. And I am Dr. Lauren Taylor, and I'm joined by... Dr. Jason Cohen. Yes. <laughs> and I am not a doctor, as you will see by the questions I ask. Oh, and here we are. We're live. Mm-hmm. We're live at Gross Anatomy, and we've been having a lot of interesting, fun guests lately. And I luckily just finished surgery. And uh, Yeah, and so we're not having a guest today. So I kind of thought we'd go back to uh, our original format when it's just the two of us. Mm-hmm. So I want to do a bit of a recap because you mentioned why aren't there, you mentioned the N95 mask and I think it, you were right. I just want to say- I'm always right. It does, it, it protects you like 95% of yeah. particles. Which and is interesting. Yeah, and there is a 100, but maybe people don't use that at the hospital. I read that there is a 100, but it's mainly like used for pollutants or like asbestos removal. Well, probably like Ebola and stuff like that, maybe. Right. So, I mean, yeah. I don't know why you wouldn't use it for COVID, but maybe I guess it's not being used. Yeah. I, I'm not sure what a 100 would look like, but it may look like like a real kind of scuba, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. So I think it's pretty hardcore, that kind of thing. Like I think a mask it is. Mask. And maybe yeah. it's too hard to do like surgery and stuff like that. Right. And expensive and, and clunky. And so, mm-hmm. yeah. But it would be interesting. Yeah. And do you, does your family wear N95? I think I need to upgrade because I read, because you were wondering what cloth masks were. And I can't find an exact like scientific number, but it says probably only 30, 40% effective. Yeah. That's in, isn't that interesting? No, my family, um, we either wear, they'll either wear cloth or like hospital masks, which are by no means N95 either. But I think yeah. they're better than like bandanas, you know, like, like right. these, we could, we could take a snap photo of, right? Um, we could take a photo. I like the duck bill. Everybody, my wife likes to make fun of me when, when I'm wearing the duck bill. She goes, I'll be wearing it. You know, we're all out as family and the, all the kids and my wife will go quack, you know, because I look <laughs> like a duck. But I, I find those the best because they give you your face like room to breathe a yeah. little bit. You know, it's not like right up against your face. No, I might have to try that. The good thing about the cloth is like you can wash them, obviously. So Right. But, but I, I don't know if you're supposed to, but if I'm wearing these or, you know, the material ones a lot, the, the, I'll actually Purell them and then let them dry out. It probably is bad for it for all we know. And I'm going to give myself some weird cancer from breathing in crap, mm-hmm. but that's something I'll do. Who knows? It's going to be really interesting to see, you know, years from now, all the data, you know, when they study all of the stuff that we're doing and have done related to this. No, because nobody can keep up because nobody understands this virus still, as we talk about on every episode. Right. We've been talking about for three months, and we there's still not a lot more answers. I know. It's amazing how COVID has taken over our podcast. We may as well just call it Rosa COVID Pod Anatomy Podcast. I don't know. That's why I was grilling our last guest, Dr. Toll, so much. You yeah. know, it's funny about a recap about our, our I have gotten, we have gotten, Lauren, between me bumping into people and getting DMs uh, and getting everybody wants to know if Dr. Toll is single. Oh, really? <laughs> <That's so funny. laughs> 
I'm Today in the, I, I just finished operating and three people in the OR asked me if Dr. Toll was single. That is hilarious. Um, so what was that? There was one doctor that we, we started the show kind of like talking about other medical shows without knowing there was right. like a hot doctor that apparently has like a huge following. I forget his name now, but, um, he Dr. Jason Cohen. <laughs> yeah. He was listed on like the hot doctor list and then he got so popular. So maybe Dr. Jeff Toll is next for this list. I don't know how it works. He but might be. <laughs> and maybe gross anatomy should become like a dating website for doctors. <laughs> Come on our show. We'll fix you up. Did you tell him you got, you got, not this? yet. I, I'm, I'm gonna, you just reminded me. I'm going to text him after we finish uh, to see what Definitely. he says. Actually, you know what? I should, I should actually text him while we're doing this podcast yeah. right now. Uh, and, and here, let's, let's do it as part of our podcast to see. And, and hopefully he doesn't get insulted or angry. I'm going to do it. Ladies and gentlemen, don't get upset with me, but I'm about to text Dr. Toll. Thanks so much for last week. We had fun. We had fun and learned a lot. Hope you enjoyed it too. Everyone Want has been asking me <laughs> if you're single. <laughs> it's insane how many DMs or personal requests we've gotten. And let's see, I'm leaving it vague, right? I'm, I'm not, I'm, let's see how he responds. Everyone's been, gonna be a been fun, asking me, uh, what's that? Uh, hopefully you get a fun on air response we can share with our listeners. Yeah, it's insane how many DMs or personal requests we've gotten. Okay, it is out in cyberspace right. and, and maybe we'll even find out during this podcast and we'll share it with our listeners. <laughs> and that is something we did not ask him on the podcast because we're so focused on medical and pop culture and the world around us knowledge. We yeah. didn't think to ask. But, and, you know, there's so much we didn't talk to him about. He's, I think he's actually a fig. You know, he's one of the, you know, the whole scrub company figs. I think he's one of their, their like, spokespeople for figs. So we didn't, we didn't talk to him about, whoop, there's, there's his request. He says, set me up. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a joke, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Toll, it sounds like is signal. <laughs> so uh, DM us <laughs> and, you know, line up and we'll start the reality uh, competition of who wants to date Dr. Jeffrey Toll. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Probably doesn't have a lot of time like most doctors. Right. But these days with Zoom, we could like host like a four-way, me, you, Dr. Toll, and that could be the whole podcast from now on. I know. I think he's going to have to like, uh, like an attractive female who doesn't want to be hit on just to start wearing a fake ring. Yeah. Actually, I think he'd be a good contestant on The Bachelor. I've never watched it. I do. I know exactly what it is, obviously. But. You know, I have to confess, my eldest daughter really loves The Bachelor and my other kids and wife kind of because of her have gotten into it. And I hate to say we all sit around and watch The Bachelor a lot. Well, when someone in your family is watching something, like that's like my husband, I don't necessarily want to watch everything he watched, but then I get sucked in. Yeah. 
So, so he actually would be probably a fun contestant, but who knows? What else are we talking about today? Um, well, we were going to talk about a new Netflix show. It's yeah. Called Lennox Hill. And I wouldn't have, I didn't hear anything about it. So I'm glad that you told me to watch it because it came out on June 10th. How did you know about it? Did you see it? Well, so, no, I didn't know anything about it either. And Jackie, our old co-host, who mm-hmm. we're trying to coordinate something with, um, out of the blue, she texted me a couple of weeks ago and said, uh, um, there's the show Lennox Hill. You should have a show like that. And I was like, thanks, Jack. Um, but you know, so that's why she sent uh, that to me. She told me. That. I, She's like, yes. So we should yeah. tell our listeners what it's about because I, I have, um, I have some comments like Jackie's, I believe probably as well. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Well, so it's about, uh, this hospital in what the East village of New York. No, it's actually the up. Well, there they have a couple of different locations, but it's actually on the Upper East Side of New York. Actually, little little teeny interesting trivia is is I actually as a high school either junior high or high school kid horsing around with my friends split the back of my head open, gushing blood, and they had to take me to Lenox Hill Hospital, and I had my head sutured up mm-hmm. at Lenox Hill Hospital. So. So I know the hospital, but that was a zillion years ago. Right. Yeah. So I guess they, from the very start, um, the main doctor, I believe his name is... Dr. Neurosurgeon Guy. Yeah. There's, yeah. Two, there's two neurosurgeons. Right. Well, one of them, I guess, um, is trying to make the hospital... I guess he said people used to go there either to like give birth or die, and that was pretty much it. So no, more of a they got their head, they got their head sutured up there. Right. But they have, I guess they've always had an ER because so it follows two neurosurgeons, one OBGYN who's just finishing her residency is pregnant. And then one ER doc who's very pregnant. Yeah. So that adds a different element to it. Like watching these women do everything, never go home, working all the time and being pregnant. So what were your thoughts as a woman watching the show i'm curious so like you said it's two very alpha male neurosurgeons right and then and then two women both pregnant right what were your thoughts lauren um well it's interesting because i do this show and i'm not a doctor but i'm also a bit of a hypochondriac so sometimes these shows are hard for me to watch Ah. i was wondering if yeah because like when they're doing brain tumors i'm like oh my god why would he have brain tumor and then i start thinking about brain tumors but I was wondering Me too. What you think about it because is it boring to you because you do surgery all the time? Don't turn it around on me. I asked you first. Oh, well, okay. So I enjoyed it. Um, my husband came into the room and he actually got more into it than I did to be Really? Yeah. He liked watching it? Yeah. Cause it was, it's just like, I, it makes me a little uneasy, but there's only eight episodes. So, uh, I'll probably watch them all. Maybe. Are there, are there that many? Yeah, there's eight. Oh, wow. Okay. I only watched the first episode, right? Yes, we both just watched the first, the pilot. Right. Who's your favorite character? Um, I guess it would be the OBGYN, which I was kind of confused. Is she? So she is a doctor. She's just finishing her residency. Yes, she's a chief resident, and that really interested me too. That she had so much autonomy um, yeah. there. Like I, I didn't, especially in a New York City hospital. I would not have thought that a OBGYN, that a resident would be given that much autonomy. It really shocked me. It's impressive that mm-hmm. she, like there was, no, at least if there was someone supervising her, a fully trained doctor, 
they didn't show them at all. I mean, it may be that the doctor felt really comfortable with her and was like, you got this, I'm in the background. But that was kind of interesting and shocking. Well, I wondered if they wanted to show more of, yeah, like the the last years of school or she had mentioned, you know, when she graduates and how she was like paired. So they probably want to get medical students interested. So maybe that's why it's just like focusing on her. So what do you think of the show? I thought it was good. I think the ER doc is the most interesting, but I did like the OBGYN because she was talking about her husband moving to California, but wanting to have like a baby in New York so it could like run wild and like, you know, grow up like you grew up. It didn't bother you that they portrayed two pregnant women and then two alpha males that, that, that didn't bother you? I guess I would have to see more episodes to see because it didn't, you know, like it's all new to see how it evolves. Yeah. I read a really, I read a review that seems spot on about the show as well. And then I talked to one of my doctor colleagues about the show and I, I just found, I, I actually, I thought the show was amazingly done, like really well shot, right? The shots were really yeah, good and the editing was good and the, and, and the pace was good. So I think it was done well. I just, I just would have liked to have seen like the neurosurgeon be an African-American woman, you know, mm-hmm. like as a hotshot neurosurgeon. And I would have, you know, I, you know, not worth thinking about babies and stuff like, although that's yeah. dramatic. Yeah. I would have seen like the man dealing with his pregnant wife and, and, and it, you know, I would have liked right. to see, you know, the flipped stereotypes a little, it was a little too right. stereotypical for me. That That's all. Okay. Yeah. I mean, so, I, did you feel that way or no? No, I mean, I'm not used to seeing, either like doctors pregnant or you know like that kind of thing so right and it's interesting that they showed two pregnant females like it would have been nice that part was interesting right like it would have been nice seeing one female like way established in her career not pregnant and then one and then one even like dr jeffrey toll single just like like, no time to even start a family but these people obviously had time to start families all of them had families so it would have been interesting to go a different way i agree with that Right. And why two neurosurgeons? Like, I, it would have been nice to see one neurosurgeon guy and one something else who's, like, not, like, alpha. Like, it would have been nice to have seen, you know, someone, you know, not an amazing, although I don't know what kind of shape, but those guys seem like, you know, fraternity guys, you know, like two guys who I hung out with in college. Like, I, it would have been nice to have seen a different guy, you know? I didn't understand that either. And I don't know if that's because we need to go to the end. Like they're really revolutionizing this neurosurgery department. Maybe. And maybe they're a team and they said, I'm only going to do it. If he does it, who knows? Yeah. But I did. So putting the gross back in gross anatomy, the ER doc in the first episode, and you work with like colorectal surgeons. Yeah, we were just doing one. What was she doing to his anus? Like some kind of pus thing. And why was he letting that be filmed? He was like, Gave yeah. that for everyone to watch that. Right. So um, actually, I, what I think, it, it could have been either one of two things. It could have either been like an abscess of the perianal area, which, mm-hmm. believe it or not, is not uncommon because, you know, we have poop coming through our butts. And who knows, like you could get an ingrown hair or whatever, and an abscess and infection can form. Okay. Either that, or it could have been just above kind of our butthole and our lower back. It's an area called where, where you can get what's called a pilonidal cyst, um, which is a remnant of development. And that area tends to get infected. And I've actually drained many of those. And they're hard areas to deal with and they're hard to heal. 
because you're sitting and it's kind of like right between your butthole and your lower back and they get infected and pus. And then what she was doing. Yeah. And I, so I think that's what it was. I've taken care of even celebrities with that. I remember when I was a resident, one of our chief residents had it and it's painful and it's hard to sit uh, and it's always prone to getting infected and opening up because you're up and you're down and you're sitting I think that's most likely what it what it was. And there's no like rhyme or reason for it. It just happens. It just happens, and anyone could get it. I've seen the ga- everybody getting it. So now I'm going to be afraid that I'm going to get this. This is what right, I exactly. happen when I watch these shows. Yeah, don't watch the shows. Otherwise, you're going to get it. Yeah. <laughs> so, what type of reality show would you like to see? Like Jackie's right. I did think also that your practice, because you work with colorectal surgeons. Um, and then you do thyroid, parathyroid surgery. Right. And then uh, you have a woman partner um, that does just mainly like breast cancer, right? So that's yeah. the thing too. So that's like a great yeah. combo right there. Yeah, we definitely have a nice, a nice mix of stuff. And I think a dynamic, you know, we have people of all ages in their careers. And, and yeah, no, I think our, we, we've talked about it jokingly, that it'd be interesting to get filmed and stuff like that. Do you think part of the problem is actually do it or no? What's that? You think if Netflix approached you guys, your partners, would they consider doing a reality show? We would probably. The, the big question is, is, is getting into the hospital and getting the, the whole, the whole patient protection, patient confidentiality, and then getting the permission of where we do the surgeries at the hospital. But my partner who looked at Lenox Hill said, you know, this is actually probably amazing PR for Lenox Hill Hospital, the show. So as long as it's done well, I I do know that, you know, at the hospitals where we've worked, they have in the past had film crews, you know, but it takes a lot of, it's not so easy, especially in the days of Corona, you know, it's not so easy to do that kind of thing. Oh, yeah, Corona probably, like, everything is adding an extra element to things. But I do, like, think it's interesting because there's, like, lots of people that are willing to be very open about that kind of stuff. I would not be for those people. Yeah. Well, I've actually, with a friend of mine, uh, I've pitched a – I've tried to pitch, and we even even wrote up a treatment for a medical reality show years ago – and I, I think that's kind of more than I should mention. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, I had two of those. I think just Oh, but did I ever share with you that I, that I, I think I did on one of our podcasts that I almost was on a reality show, a, yeah. a medical show? Yeah. Who got that? Did we interview someone that actually got that slot? No. No, we did. No. And, and the show didn't last very long. The guys who got it were a couple of heart surgeons out of Texas, I think. Um, and I think the show only lasted a you know, a few episodes at the most. And it was, um, I don't know. Okay. It was a zillion Um, years ago. Well, I think it'd be interesting to, you know, like Scrubs, the scripted comedy show. I think it'd be interesting to have like a real reality show about those people just entering the hospital, like their first year and doing rotations and like seeing what they think about things. Because it's always interesting to hear you talk about your rotations. Like you talk about, you liked psych, but it wasn't for you. Like that, following all those elements. But um, maybe it hasn't happened because of just legal reasons. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you you did your homework of reading House of God. Did you ever read it, Lauren? No, I I started it. But when I I really am going to finish it because he's a brilliant writer. I I can see that. It's that book 
you know, really is an amazing book, House of God. And if you read that and imagine, you know, that's kind of like Scrubs. So if you read that and are like, that would have been a crazy, but then, you know, in the olden days when you could get away with stuff, that would have been a really fun right. and nutty reality show. So yeah, probably doctors aren't willing to have themselves taped talking to that's, residents. That, well, that's part of the, part of the problem is, is, you know, we as doctors, you know, same concern that you had about doing this is we're supposed to be professional and we're supposed mm-hmm. to be, um, the doctor, you know, and God forbid we're goofy and silly and, 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 right. you know, show real emotion and this and that, you know, there's a real concern. How will that translate to being a professional? Will anyone want to hire you? Will patients want to see you? So there's, yeah. you know, more and more today because of social media, it's becoming okay. But, um, you know, there's a fine line, but, you yeah, know, it's the thing like you know, these, uh, these hot docs, people want to go to them. So I don't right. know. I don't a know. A little bit. I don't know where the line is. Yeah. Although you remember, did we ever talk about there was a woman, a plastic surgeon, I don't remember where, who would like dance in the OR with her patients asleep. And I think that's all she did, you know, but, you know, her patients would be sleeping and she'd be carrying on dancing, you know, mm-hmm. and I think she got in a lot of trouble. There, there may have been more to it, um, but I think she got in a lot of trouble. Wow. And, and I, I don't know if we ever talked about it. We could Google no. it and look it up another time. Um, because you really have to be careful, you know, about what you're doing and when you're doing it. Yeah. So maybe that's why you would just want to follow professionals, but I think it'd be fun if you really did like the young scrub show. I agree. Also, if there was really a doctor house, that would be fun. Um, right, right. I agree. Is it time for me to talk about some other stuff or what else are we talking about? Well, it is, you're wearing blue. It is, um, men's health week. So I oh, thought yes. real, real quickly, um, it's actually June is Men's Health Month. So real quickly, you could just like remind our listeners, like what's important for men to check to make sure that preventative health wise? The main key males is to, you know, it, it's, the, it's the stereotype. It's um, if your partner is happy, then you're happy. <laughs> That's, right. That's the key to health. Happy wife, happy life, happy partner, happy everything. Well, that is the key. Make your partner happy and then you'll be happy. Um, No, but um, those are words of wisdom though, aren't they? Yeah. But check for prostate cancer. Heart disease is like a huge killer. Heart disease, cancer. So I guess basically just uh, go for your yearly physicals. Stay stay healthy. Yeah. So for me, it's, you know, and more and more I've gotten, you know, I've turned into that weird, wacky guy. We talk about it. So, um, eat less and move more, I think is, are two very, very important things to think about. And then all the S's, right? Our strives, right? Mm-hmm. Strive to move, you know, pay, they, they talk about that you should at least, I, I don't know, the recommendations now is like 40 minutes every other day, you know, to, to work, to, to get some exercise or walk. I don't think that's enough. I, I really don't. And the reason I don't think that is enough for anyone is that, if you're just doing it three days a week and you miss a day, then you're only doing it twice a week. So I really think you have to strive to do it seven days a week, knowing that you may miss a day or two, but it becomes a habit then and it becomes something that you feel you really have to do. And I think the goal is to try to do some kind of activity, ideally every day. Um, I think for me, it's always better to do at the same time of the day so it kind of becomes a ritual. Mm -hmm. And I think you should strive to do an hour or more 
knowing that you may not do that much, but at least you'll, you'll get enough in. So I, so I think that's one thing is moving and not just taking a walk. And, and one thing I'll see, I'll see people at the gym, like an exercise bicycle, reading a book. And if you're able to read a small book with small print, you're probably not moving enough. Yeah, right. You, you, you know, you really got to get be huffing and puffing and, and getting some sweat going and getting your heart racing. I think that's what's really important. And then eating well and, 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 um, I think more people might be eating less meat because, uh, I know for a fact that my husband is, he just came back with a bunch of vegetarian food, which I was happy about some vegetarian, but he said meat prices were just so high. Interesting. This could actually, I mean, I mean, not a lot of great things are coming out of COVID, but maybe it uh, gets people to rethink their diet a little bit more. Yeah. It's funny. My daughter who, who claimed my eldest daughter eats a ton of animal, uh, but she thinks she's not. But I think because of us, she doesn't eat that much, but she goes out and with friends eats a lot. But I really think, you know, it's important to limit our animal intake. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's some studies, some literature on it. And, and I think, I think that really helps too. Right. Celebrity men that I can think of that have transformed their bodies are Jonah Hill and Chris mm-hmm. Pratt. Um, well, Chris Pratt's really Chris Pratt's been a hot guy for years. It's been a long time since he was not a hot well, guy. It's funny because I know him from Parks and Rec, but I feel like most people know him as just like a superhero. But he was, the galaxy, not, like, yeah. he was a lot more puffed out on that show. So yeah. if you know him from that show, he totally transformed his body. And he was also in some movie where he ha- plays guitar, like some romantic movie, and sings some song. And I don't remember what movie it is, but I loved him singing that song. That was such a cool song. I don't, do, do you have any clue what movie I'm talking about? No. I and it was also pre him getting into shape. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I recommend people watching the movie. I think we talked about it a little bit. Game Changers, right? Have we talked about that yes. a little? Yes. Actually, yeah. I had, yeah. Uh, I met up with friends last weekend and they were actually talking about that and they were surprised I hadn't watched it. We've talked You haven't about seen it yet? I didn't watch it, but it changed how they thought about it. It's- you know what? You should watch it with your husband because it'll help get him mm-hmm. on board a little bit more about eating less animals. So Game Changers, I think it's also on Netflix or one streaming device. Like, yeah, it is on Netflix. Arnold Schwarzenegger basically like talking about it, right? Yeah, exactly. He's, one, he's, he's just one of the many guys. He's a vegan, I think. At least. I think it's, it's about, it's the benefits of being vegan is, is the movie, believe it or not. And how it's not unmanly to be a vegetarian, pretty much. Exactly. Yeah. And not only not unmanly, but it actually increases your performance. And they talk about both physical prowess as well as performance in the bedroom. It's comical. There's, there's some funny stuff in it, too. I, I definitely recommend it. Okay. Cool. It's funny. I'm this weirdo telling all my patients to watch What the Health and Game Changers. I think. I think my staff thinks I'm nuts. A lot of my patients <laughs> think I'm nuts. But, but, and my kids certainly think I'm nuts, but that's a whole other story. No. I mean, I think most doctors would tell you eat less red meat, right? Haven't they been saying that for like 20 years? That's true. Yeah, that, that's true. But I think even dairy and, and all of that stuff, I think we should try to limit. As much as I'm a sucker for pizza. It's one of, the, uh, it's one of those things, especially good New York pizza. Mm-hmm. As much as I try to be as plant-based as possible. When we're in New York, I'm having like a whole pie to myself. Right, right. I guess, yeah. What do you call a pizza, by the way? When you order an entire pizza, what do you call it? Uh, probably a pie, yeah. Yeah, I call it a pie also. My, I think on the West Coast, they don't necessarily call it a pie. I don't, 
Yeah, because my parents are from New York, so I'm with right. you. But I don't know yeah. what they call it. Yeah. So let's get into what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. What you want to talk about? Final thoughts? Well, I have a few things. So I've been thinking very much about this writer, this amazing guy named, um, he's both a psychologist as well as a uh, economics guy um, and behavioralist, this guy, Dan Ariely, right? Who I've mentioned before mm-hmm. um, uh, in, in our podcast. And, and he's somewhat, I've seen a lot of his TED Talks and I think he's just amazing. He's remarkable. He's funny. He's brilliant. Um, so out of nowhere, I tried to reach out to him to try to come on our, on our show. And uh, he shoots me down. But interestingly, he sends these um, pre, what do you call it, already made template email reply. But it's a great thing. I, I have to forward it to you, Lauren. And then, and then I tried again. And then he sent what sounded like a template voice message. Uh, <laughs> but it, it sounds like he sends that to everybody. I, I'm going to keep trying, though. I have to. You want to play our rejection for the audience? Do you still I, have it? I, I gotta find it. Um, I don't know how I could find it right now, but I, I, okay. I guess I could search it. We could pause yeah, and I could search it. Yeah. Should I do that right now? Yeah, I think our audience would like to hear this. This. Okay. Template. So let me see. If I, I know that it. we're trying to get them great guest interviews uh, that we and we've had so many great guest interviews. Yeah. I, although to some degree, I'm impressed that I even got any kind of response. Right. I mean, that's yeah, pretty that impressive. Means, means huge. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that must mean something. Let me see if I could find it. Here we go. Ready? Hi. Uh, thanks a lot for uh, reaching out. Uh, I am currently in an unbelievable whirlwind of uh, trying to manage my life. Uh, corona, uh, a tremendous amount of demand. And I am... Uh, going to say I'm sorry, but I need to kind of gain some control over my life, and I can't do uh, anything that is not currently already on my plate. Uh, I'm sorry. I hope you understand. All the best. Wow. That's it, I don't know if that's something that he sends. What do you think? Do you think that's something he sends to everybody, or do you think? Well, like, did your how does it work? Did your phone actually ring, or you just got a voicemail? No, no, that was an email recording. It was an email. Oh, then yeah, it's pre-recorded. Right, it's pre-recorded, but it's but it's but it's great though, isn't it? Like I, I love that he that he has that. It's it's pretty impressive. He's a smart guy. Yeah, like uh, the pauses make you think he's really thinking about it. Like really. Right. Right. Like uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. So so that was, but I, but I was thrilled that he that I even get a response back. He's a genius, but he also talks about. Um, one of his books, I just ordered it because I want to read it. One of his most recent books is about people lying, you know, about honesty and about lying. What's the name of the book? Um, the Honest Truth About Dishonesty, How We Lie to Everyone, Especially Ourselves. Mm. And so the reason why I'm thinking so much about it lately is because I got depressed last week and I was thinking because of the craziness that's been going on in the world, I, I, really, I got a little dark. I think most people are thinking exactly what you're thinking. Like, why can't we just be better than this? Right. But maybe we're, and so that's what got me thinking. Maybe just like he's saying, you know, we all lie. And that's one of the things House MD talks about, right? You, you watched a lot of House, Dr. Yes. House? Mm-hmm. 
one of the things he, one of his mantras is that mantras is that people, patients lie, right? Do you remember that? Right. That's yeah. They always seem to lie to him in that show. But, but in real life too, you know, when you, yeah. you, you know, they, they talk about in medical education, you know, when someone says, oh, I only smoke a half a pack a day, they smoke two packs a day. You know, okay. you have to multiply it by a certain number. No, I'm, I'm even guilty of doing it. Like on that sheet when they're like, how many drinks do you have per week? All right, two, knowing I had five that week. Like, I right. don't know why I do it. So I, I'd love to talk to this guy, Ariely, who, who, who discusses this stuff and makes it kind of an interesting fun spin. And, and I don't doubt that he's very busy. Probably yeah, a lot of people oh, want yeah. to help heal everything. Yeah, no, he, he's a busy guy and amazing. But maybe we'll either, one of two things, either we'll nudge him so much that he'll come on the show <laughs> or I'll wind up in jail. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see, but I'm proud of you for uh, prompting him. So. Yeah, I'm going to keep doing that. So, but that's one of the things I was thinking about is, is and, and, and I've been asking people, I've been polling people like certain scenarios, like um, you're, you're, you know, you're taking an exam, the answers are next to you, and you can cheat, you can look at the questions and get 100%, and no one will find out, and if you get 100%, you could go to Harvard and have a great career. Mm -hmm. uh, if you don't cheat, you're not going to do it. No one will find out. No one will ever know. And I've asked a lot of people and almost everybody's like, of course I'm going to look at the answers, right? Mm -hmm. I would too. I, I hate to say, you know, you know, I, I yeah. probably, right? Yeah. So I don't know. What's our nature? Who, who knows? And, and that's like a silly, you know, I, he, he this guy, Ariely has some fun, interesting yeah. Yeah. experiments of people like doing this experiment, you know, he talks about it. Um, he has people in a room doing like a thing. And he says, and if you, if you get it right, you don't have to show us the answer. Just you, it's a, the honor system. You rip it up, you throw it away. If you get it right, you get $10. If you get it wrong, you only get a dollar. And he said, almost everybody, even if they get it wrong, they don't know, takes the $10 obviously. Yeah. Cause mm -hmm. it's just interesting. Right. People can watch him on TED. He has some TED Talks. Have um, you seen him? Yeah, I've seen some of them. Um, yeah. Ones that you recommend. But I'll post something so um, our audience knows where to find him. Yeah. What else, Lauren? Um, no. Uh, I haven't really found anything great to watch, so maybe I'll finish Lennox Hill. Yeah, me too. We're struggling with what to Tiger watch. Um, I think my uh, wife started watching Tiger King um, and oh, I watched the finally started watching it. No, she did without me. And I watched a little bit of it, but we decided because we're trying to find the show. So I said, let's start from the beginning and I'll watch Tiger King with you. Did you watch it? Yeah, I did. And just so you know, and your audience knows, that is not the part of Oklahoma I grew up in. And it's nothing like the Oklahoma. Oh, you're a, <laughs> you're a Tiger Queen. Good to exactly. know. I'm just saying I grew up in Tulsa, which is a much bigger city. Uh, so. Did you know them? Did you did you know them? No, I don't. I didn't never even heard of. I know. Them. I'm joking. I'm joking. Okay. It's yeah. like when I tell someone I'm from New York, they're like, "Oh, do you know uh, so and so?" Yeah, <laughs> we're best friends. Yeah. Right. But did you see we had um, the Impossible People? Did you yeah. see that? Im impossible Foods I saw your gave us gave us some uh, Impossible Meat. Nice. Uh, and it's funny. One of the comments I, I didn't realize what it was when she first sent it. It was 
Franken, what did she say? Like Frankenburger or something, Franken. And I, and I didn't put two and two together initially until much later. And her rep, and I think what that posting meant was it's like Frankenstein, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. I, I don't think she meant it as a positive thing. I think it's, it's like kind of, you know, a grossness of, you know, just like, you know, making Frankenstein's monster or Fra- the movie Frankenweenie. <laughs> I think that's what was meant. Oh, okay. Um, and it'll be interesting to see in the future too, like what these fake meats, um, if there's any negative health repercussions yeah. related to it. And I don't think there is. And I, and I think it's probably the same thing as eating all meat. I think eating a ton of that probably isn't good either. Right. But That's if you right. feel like you need meat, I, I think it's definitely better than meat. Right, right. I'm yeah. Looking. All and right. There you go. Thanks for joining us at Gross Anatomy. Thanks, everyone. Thanks. Bye. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening to Gross Anatomy. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you can check out more episodes on the evolving sights, smells, and sounds of medicine. Gross Anatomy is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition.